<laughs> Be safe and prosper. All right. Welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. It's Thursday Night Football. Checking in on this game. We're uh, podcasting live. And, uh, it's the third quarter's winding down here with the Colts at a 27-17 lead over the Titans. And, yeah, man, we're just checking out this game. So it's a little more high scoring than I predicted, but... Let me go ahead and check in over with my co-host, Brad. What's the good word, buddy? How you feeling today? Uh, feeling pretty good, man. It's a wonderful day out there. Temperature's nice, and uh, yeah. football's on. So, it, man. They're getting a little chill in the air. It definitely starting to feel like football season in Arizona. Only took to uh, till uh, mid-November, right? Yeah, I mean, it was like pretty much summer until like five days ago, so that was pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> For sure. Check it over four there. Hour, four hour fall. Dude, now we were just talking about that. It's gone straight from summer to winter, like overnight in this state, man. <laughs> they used to joke about, yeah, they used to joke about that uh, back in Chicago. The Chicago had two seasons winter and construction. That was it. <laughs> I like uh, it. <laughs> yeah, man. So let me check in over there with you, Rich. What's going on, buddy? What's the good word? Not much, man. Just scraping my body off the heap and getting ready for a week 10, ready to fucking duke it out again. I'm ready to get the fuck off the schneid, I'll tell you that much. I'm fucking fucking done with this. I told Brad earlier, me and the team sat down. We had a big (laughs) heart-to-heart. Big powwow. Everybody said, we know this has to be our best week of the year, so we're ready, man. So we're ready to rock. Uh, All my guys go on Sunday. Uh, so I'm ready to rock it out on a Sunday. I think uh, my matchup ends on Sunday too, which I kind of, I kind of like. Usually yeah. like that a little bit better. I think uh, I do too, man. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to Week Ten, man. There's some good games on the docket, so yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Oh yeah, man. Sweet. And uh, real quick on the uh, gambling tip, just checking in. Did we get an over under play? Do we got any action going on Thursday night? I did. I did do the over today of forty nine. Okay. So we're we're creeping right up on that. I just need one more touchdown. I think would get me there. So we're at twenty seven seventeen uh, with the fourth quarter to go. So I think I'm sitting pretty nice. I'll knock on a little bit of wood. And, uh, oh yeah, man. good to go. Yeah. I'll keep uh, throwing out my over under uh, predictions, and you go with the opposite. And I think we got a winner, <laughs> man, every week. It's a good system. Yeah, but I think it'll all work. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into some of these games. We got a preview uh, week 10 here. It's coming right up. And, man, I mean, like you said, so, some really good matchups. And, Rich, I want to start right here in the desert, man. This game I'm fired up for, expecting some fantasy fireworks with these two offenses. And we got Buffalo coming to town, man, to play the Cardinals. So the Bills were clicking last week. Uh, they've been on fire for most of the year. and. Same thing with the Cardinals, though. Uh, hoping for a good defensive performance out of the Cards. What do you see, man? I hope I hope we can get a good defensive effort here. Um, I had in my notes here. I hope Vance Joseph understands that the Bills will throw the ball. Uh, I think we talked about it last week that Pete Carroll was a little surprised that the Bills want to throw the ball. 
let's not be surprised by that. Let's understand that that's what they like to do with the football is throw it, put it in Josh Allen's hands, air it out. He's got weapons. Yes. Uh, looks like looks like John Brown will be back this week. Um, he's been practicing, so he's going to be in the game. He took mm-hmm. he got a little dinged up, so um, I was I was interested in Gabe Davis for a possible spot start again this week. He keeps popping up on my radar. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think this game, you know, it's got a 56 and a half over under. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think it's designed for a lot of scoring and a lot of fantasy, uh, stellar studs that we might get to later. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, both sides of football are going to move the ball, man. These are bad defenses. Brad, are you expecting Kyler Murray to just stay on fire at this point? Uh, I mean, he's doing everything. He's putting his team on his back whenever he can. And, you know, I mean, fantasy-wise, he's just – he's off the charts, man. He's the number one QB in fantasy. Yeah, man, he's burning hot right now. So, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any cooling that down. And, and uh, he was – uh, I was just going to say real quick about Kyler. He was none too pleased after last week, man. Uh, we didn't really talk about his little uh, press conference, but he kind of <laughs> – you could see the look on his face, and he was like, yeah, we just need to play better, man. That's it. Like, he yeah, wasn't so, feeling it, man. Yeah, he is not like losing that guy. You can tell, man. <laughs> no, I think with Drake coming back, which I'm pretty sure he's coming back. I don't know if that's 100% yet. But I do think they're going to feel like they got a run attack. So Kyle's going to have a little more confidence. And that defense, I feel like they're actually going to step it up a little bit this game. I don't think Josh Allen's going to have quite the game that he thinks he's going to have. So I think they're going to not necessarily contain him, but just make not have – fucking like 400 yards and four touchdowns, you know? Keep it to more like a realistic 250 and two touchdowns. Hmm. I, like I, I don't know, man. I, I've got fear. I've got fear that they're going to come in and score some points. I didn't. I, I don't know if I told you guys, but I, I got tickets. I'm going to the game. You didn't tell us that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, she told me. Oh, yeah. Tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> only, there's, there's only 4,200 people going. I got tickets. One of 4,200, dude. Her two. Oh, I don't know. Two. Guys are me both going and, me and the lovely wife will be there. Oh, yes. oh awesome, we should have talked with them. We should have told them you're taking me. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> oh, you're going to take Brad? <laughs> you're going to take dude. Brad? Motherfucker, I live out here. <laughs> he lives out here. It's right in my backyard, man. Come on. <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. I'm stoked to hear that, man. And I mean, I'm sure there will be some requirements and protocols that you'll have to oh, yeah. follow, and that's kind of the name of the game these days. But for sure, dude, get to that's awesome, man. Get to go see a live football game, man. That's more than yeah, I can say good. for this uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. It's it's pretty lucky. It's just it's in order of seniority, so that they already went through a bunch of people for the other oh, okay. previous games, and then it gets nice. to you. So I guess supposedly, well, you got I, to get a good game too, man. That's stoked. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. This is, I mean, shit. Buffalo seven and two. They're they're the almost the cream of the crop in the AFC right now. And um, you know, the Cardinals, man. You know, they faltered here and there, but they they play to the competition. It seems like mostly. So that being the case, we should see a stellar game, man. Hell yeah, bro! Well, I'm looking forward to that. Let's move it along, Brad. Uh, the Houston Texans are traveling up to Cleveland, and I was wondering, buddy. Is are we going to see some Chubbers this week, man? Is Chubb going to get back on the field? Because I got to tell you, man. I mean, it has been obvious in his absence that hey, no doubt Kareem Hunt is a good running back at this point in his career, but I think Chubb's on a different level, man. So I'm sure you're looking forward to getting him back. I do think that uh, 
he's going to come back. He's going to come back with a little bit of vengeance because, you know, mm-hmm. I've been waiting for him for about like what, yeah. four weeks or so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, knew, I do think they're a little worried about him coming back, that knee brace coming on. But he seems like he's come back strong, no knee brace or anything. Hopefully, knock on wood, that's not like he's trying to be a hero and it's actually healed. Mm. But I do think him coming back, he's going to have a monster game against the Texans. And I think the Texans are going to have a monster game against Cleveland. Yeah. It's going to be high scoring. Uh, I don't know, whoever gets to 41st wins, I guess. <laughs> but mm. yeah, it's going to. I don't know. I actually somehow think Texans are going to sneak this one out. So, mm. you know, Duke Johnson coming back to Cleveland. I think Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller are always playing at a high level. And yeah, their Texan good, defense man. are kind of playing pretty well right now. And so I feel like it's kind of a smash mouth game. and They want to beat each other up and we'll see. Yeah, I, I think the points will come. I think these defenses aren't really actually all that great. Uh, the Browns, you know, they, they looked like they kind of shut down the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. But it was just more about the weather. If you look mm. at every other game, you look at all the other games, it's it's not there. Man, A.J. Brown can't catch the ball tonight. What's going on with that guy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I swear to God, he's dropped like four balls tonight. I've never seen him like this. What the hell? Um, yeah, um, good point. I think Fuller is about to kind of pop off. Yeah, I think that. I think he's really he's really been underrated this year um, as a name, I guess. But if you look at the numbers, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller's pretty, you know, he's pretty fire right now. So I think he'll have a good game. Both these secondaries are really really suspect. So I, I like I like the pass catchers a lot on both sides. Mm, yeah, man. And on the Cleveland side, I mean, after that OBJ injury in this back half of the season, you know, Landry and Higgins and potentially Hooper, you know, I would look for those guys to get involved and maybe start putting up some pretty decent games, getting a high target count. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have they don't have but, you know, 32 throws a game or something. Mm-hmm. But um, when you start limiting and paring down really how many people are actually out there catching balls, you know, yeah, the, uh, each one of those guys is do for about you know eight to ten targets so should be pretty nice and actually on this note i do think that uh with david johnson being injured mm, it actually right. helps the texans because i do think duke johnson's a better running back at this point in this stage of this season and uh, i think it gives them a little more of an identity of uh, that this is our guy and not committee so i think they're going to be able to establish a run and then also be able to open up their passing game and Deshaun watson has a little more you know, room to work with. So I think that helps mm-hmm. them out, even though people think it's, oh, we lost our main back. Yeah. Do you think uh, that Duke Johnson would be like a must start in this matchup or more of like, if it works for your roster and makes sense, or you got some guys on by that, you know, you place him on that kind of tier, like a flex range. Yeah, definitely a, a must start flex. Okay. I, I mean, I think he's sitting in an RB2 situation this week, yeah. maybe you know, number 15 overall, somewhere in there. Uh, that's okay. about where I'd, where I'd stick it. I think he's going to, I think he's going to get 20 touches in the game. Um, so, you know, just that, that fact alone is going to be pretty nice. So, I mean, you know, it depends on your roster always ultimately at the end of the day. Like I, I went ahead and picked up Duke Johnson this week um, with uh, Clyde Edwards Lair on by um, some of my other matchups are hindered. Like I got Devonte Parker. So, um, I, I find that to be a tougher matchup, so I, I went out and picked him up. I, I thought, man, this this is a, a, a surefire start for me, a no-brainer in my situation. Mm-hmm. I think I, I go ahead and start him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debo, Sam, Debo Samuels, 
fucking me up this week again. I'm, sp- <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had that guy plugged in for a start last week and a start this week. You know? Oh man, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, the injury bug is going around, and we got COVID yeah. situations to talk about here. And let's go ahead and get to that game, uh, Brad. I'll throw it to you again, man, because. Cincinnati's going into Pittsburgh and we got COVID issues on the Steelers. And, you know, then uh, there's a lot of other factors to monitor with this game. But I mean, if, if they get some of these guys back, uh, if Roethlisberger plays, I would definitely project Pittsburgh to win, but this might be a game when they need their defense to carry them and try to shut down Joe Burrow. And I mean, it kind of sounds crazy to just say, but shut down Joe Burrow and that high flying Bengals offense, man. They will. They will. I'm telling Sound you. If, if, well, I, I'm just telling you right now, they went in a little lackadaisical last seat, last uh, week That's against true. Dallas. And uh, they thought it was going to be a shape after that performance. Yeah. So, the, and now this is a divisional game. You know, yeah. Joe Burrows, this new upcoming guy, Tomlin's going to be wants to shut him up, say, hey, this is our division still. So I think they're going to come ready. And he is a rookie. I mean, I know he's playing great, but he's going to make a couple mistakes. And, they're going to jump on him. They're going to give him a lot of pressure. And so if Big Ben doesn't play, they might have a shot. Their offense could, you know, squeak it through. But if Big Ben's playing, he commands the ball, does such a great job of managing. And, yeah, I don't think the Bengals have a chance in this one. Hmm. <laughs> Rich, you want to talk about the Steelers or no? <laughs> I, 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 I do. I uh, I have this strange, I have this strange feeling, though, that this is going to be like uh, – a double trap game for them a little bit. I I think they would underestimate what since yeah. he brings and what too, Joe man. Burrow, I think what Joe Burrow does fits like the aggressiveness of that Steelers defense. I think he understands how to manage that. Like when people yeah. come after him for some reason, he's really adept at that already. So I, I wonder if this is just uh, lending itself to more of a shootout game than we really think it is. And, um, I don't know. I, I I don't necessarily think since he's going to win the game, but I think they got a shot. Mm. Yeah, man. I have a feeling with this game too, because anytime a team's undefeated this long, you know, they get to eight and oh, nine and oh, 10 and oh, there's always that game that, you know, they're overlooking. Everyone else is kind of overlooking, but on the other side of the ball, since he's fired up, they're playing like it's their Super Bowl, you know? So everybody's given Pittsburgh their best shot at this point. They want to be the one to knock them off that pedestal. So I could definitely see this game coming down to the wire. Yeah, man. You know what I never understood, guys? I got to interrupt you because I just saw this in the game. But when they grab at the face mask and they're pulling the guy down and they're just like, how does it not click into them that they're just like, oh, I'm ripping this guy's face mask? Like, if you pick (laughs) up a big mattress or fucking TV box and you reach down, you're like, oh, it's got a fucking handle. Put your hand in there. You're like, this is fucking nice. Like, you you realize it immediately. Perfect. But, Actually, like, if you got your was... hands around the side, you're just like, oh, fuck, dude, this is crazy. So, like, I don't know how it dude. doesn't click, and they just fucking rip him down. And then they got their hands on their hips, like, staring at the screen, like, did I really get him? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I guess I did. My bad. That's that's funny, dude. The same exact thing happened to me today, or yesterday. I was bringing in the Christmas tree. My wife only always likes to put up the Christmas tree on uh, Veterans Day. A little bit early, you know, for my taste, but, hey, I don't argue but anyways, so she's she's like, can you get out of the garage? And I've got it a bunch of times. It's always in the same huge box, but it's heavy. I'm like, man, this box is heavy. Like, it's so awkward and long. And I'm like, oh, there's these little handles right here. 
on the side of the box. I'll just grab it right there, and it was perfect, bro. Flag After all this right. time, you found the handles? Yeah, I was like, oh, it all makes sense. Oh, man. That's funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you're saying, Brad. Like, I mean, I think slow-mo, though, you know, you watch them grab a face mask in slow-mo. That's a lot different than real time, bro. It's like they're out there playing, man. Shit happens it's so fast. I, I see it getting caught up in the face mask from time to time. Unintentionally, probably. No, I mean, no I guess it happens unintentionally, but like <laughs> once it starts to happen, like they don't they just pull the rip. Yeah, they just keep going. Uh, yeah, they, they're just like, I'm in there. I might as well just finish this fucker off, I guess. And well, maybe they're hoping nobody sees it, too, because sometimes they get away with it. And they're like, oh. Those are the yeah, ones that get me, man. jerks like yeah. crazy, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. When it's a big one, and then they don't call it, and you're like, oh. Yeah, like missed face masks. I'm like, come on, y'all. But then like, the other end of the spectrum is it. like when they call like a horse collar, but he only like grabbed the back of his shoulder pad or something. And you're like, is that a yeah. horse collar? Yeah. yeah, I got you, bro. All right, uh, next game up, Rich. Uh, see if you want to talk about this one, man. Jacksonville and well, their dreadful team is. Heading into the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It might not be frozen yet, but it's getting there. Heading up to Green Bay, man, to play the Packers. And this is a game I'm predicting the Packers to stomp. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering, do you think Devontae Adams is going to continue this pace? Because he's, you know, in a way, he's uh, like Dalvin Cook, where he's missed a couple games. But despite that, you know, I'm not sure if they had their bye, but I know he had an injury going on despite Missing a couple weeks, man. I mean, he's still at the top of the chain when it comes to fantasy points. So it's been pretty impressive what Devontae Adams has done this year, bro. Yeah, I definitely like him. I definitely think he continues his pace as long as he is out there. I think, I mean, it's his favorite target. He's he's getting like a freaking unreal target share, like 35%. Yeah. Um, the, one, the one thing, I mean, Alan Lazard will come back, um, but does that – does that really scare me off? Not really. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna get he's gonna get his twelve. I, w- I would say he's gonna average twelve targets the rest yeah. of the year, which is like that's great numbers coming from Aaron Rodgers and that yeah. offense. It's just it's unreal, and that connection is there, man. Yeah. When he made that catch, uh, that back shoulder, and just gets in with the mm-hmm. elbow, like it's like okay, you know he's on another level right now. Like, yeah. he is separating himself. So, yeah, he just has to remain on the field. He's a little bit of an injury risk with that hamstring stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's had foot problems before, too. So that, that concerns me just a little bit. But when he's on the field, there ain't nothing like it right now. Yeah. And he's given Rodgers literally no reason to stop throwing him the ball. So, I mean, everything Rodgers throws his way, he's going up and getting. You know, nothing's getting picked off. There's not any bad drops or anything. He's just on another level. Yeah, and on the, on the Jacksonville side, I will say I, I do expect uh, James Robinson. He should probably have a good day. Yeah. People have been, run, people have been running real well on uh, Green Bay's run defense right now. So, I mean – you know, you're never able to be perfect at everything. So Green Bay has a little bit of a hole on their team when it comes to run defense. So I expect a good day from James Robinson. DJ Chark, look out on that guy. I think I think a lot of people, like, uh, see that big week last week. He's definitely somebody I would – people might have dropped him or whatever, but put him on a roster this week. You got to check it out, though. He plays against Jair Alexander. And that guy, I mean, he's probably the best corner in the league right now. So um, don't want to fuck with him, basically. <laughs> mm, I like that. That's good analysis, bro. 
All right, Brad, uh, let me send you this game, bro. Tampa Bay and Carolina. I mean, after Tampa Bay's performance last week, uh, they just got shellacked on Sunday Night Football. I got to imagine they're going to want to make up for that. Uh, We know Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles well from their time in Arizona, so we know what kind of coaches they are. I think they're going to get back on track, but Carolina's turning into this team that I'm not going to count them out in basically any game, man. So I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina can somehow pull this off. Yeah, I think they keep it tight, but I think just the way that everyone – I mean, I don't know how many memes Brady had to look at in this last week, but (laughs) you know that shit's not sitting well with him about his worst performance in his career, about this and that. Mm. So, you know, he's going to come out and he's going to want to fire – Panthers had Christian McCaffrey. Now they don't. You know, they had their warrior leader back. Now he's gone. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mike Davis can still feel his shoes, but it's kind of just a weird, like, mental mm. situation I feel like they're in. Tough, man. Yeah, so I agree. So I think the, the Buccaneers just coming back, wanting more, and Panthers trying to go back to a different identity is just bad timing on their part. And uh, I think the Bucks take this by at least a touchdown, if not more. I do think it will remain somewhat close. But the Bucks win at the end. I think that was a good point about the mentality of uh, the Panthers. I've thought to myself uh, that that really clicked with me just now that this team has fought this year, mm, man. They yeah. they have fought and clawed in every game to get to where they were. Um, but man, has it been a struggle on their three and six? I know the feeling. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, to get Christian McCaffrey back and then lose him again, does that just take the wind out of the sails a little bit? Yeah. Man? So I could I could see this game really being the fall-off game for them where they just get jack-stomped. Mm. And, and, and where on the other side, you guys discussed it, um, now you add it all up, Brady, Arians, and Bulls all pissed off. All angry. These guys are angry, all equally angry about what happened last week. The offense was shit. The defense was shit. I I expect some fireworks mainly coming from the Tampa Bay side here. Mm. And yeah, they, they should run they should run the ball this week too, by the way. Once yeah. they get to running the ball again. Now I don't know if it's gonna be Ronald Jones. I don't know if it's gonna be Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Neither do I, I. I. I do not have that for you guys. I apologize. No. <laughs> It'll be one or both or none. Yes. It'll be Keyshawn Vaughn. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, be, I mean, I agree, man. This this is just one of those games I'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Interested to see if the Bucks can bounce back, you know, like you guys are saying, because I can definitely see that side. But I, I'm a bit impressed with, like you said, Matt Rule and uh, Teddy Bridgewater's ability to lead. But tough, tough uh, situation with McCaffrey, you know, getting a little banged up again. We did um... – we did real quick. I we did get good news from Christian McCaffrey today mm. that it looks like pretty much this week and he he has a chance to play next week. He will be looking like he's coming back. That's so good. for Christian McCaffrey, you guys out there, I mean for the fantasy community, we all we all love watching Christian McCaffrey. I would say so. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> so I'll like to see him back out there because you know he's just he's an an electric. Uh, football player i mean it's just yeah no wild. doubt it was pretty crazy how last week i mean after six weeks off he comes right in and boom oh, like nothing. he never missed a beat man yeah he's superman <laughs> he's a hell of a player bro uh rich i'm gonna ask you about this 49ers are going into the big easy to play the saints and this game you know i want to talk about this one because i get the feeling about the saints that 
Okay, after they put that uh, hurting on the Bucks last week and just completely owned them, you know, I'm thinking they might really just turn it on in the second half here, that the Saints are going to come out and just dominate. They had their struggles a little bit earlier in the year, you know, lost some games maybe they shouldn't. But I, I just think New Orleans is a really good team. They got Michael Thomas back, and the 49ers are going in the opposite direction. You know, they just got so many injuries, and – they're hanging in there, but I can see it all falling apart for them. Yeah, the the Niners haven't tapped per se on their mm-hmm. season, but they've kind of tapped. It's, uh, I it's don't, tough, I don't, I think they've realized that they're not really enjoying what they're getting from Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's hurt, but I would say overall, as an organization, I think they yeah. know they're ready to move on. Um, and that being said, they're I, where they're at in this division. I can see what you're saying. They're down the path towards this season getting away from them. Where on the other side, I think New Orleans is cranking it up. I yep. think the seeing like the celebrations and stuff after the thing, like all the tweets they're throwing out, like this organization mm-hmm. is ready to pop off for a little bit, in my opinion. I, I, I thought about it for a minute. Like, could there be a drop off with this big win over Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is a nice, juicy matchup for them to not have that happen for them. Yeah, I actually think that the Saints, they actually proved to me that they're a lot better team than I thought they were. They got their pieces back, and, I mean, I, I, the time is ticking with uh, Drew Brees, and they all know it, so they want to yeah, win true. this. And I feel like, yeah, there's just this extra surge of adrenaline with them, so. And their defense really stepped it up last week against the Bucks, and I mean that, especially on the road. You're not used to seeing the Saints come out with a performance like that on the road, and they were clicking on all cylinders. So, yeah, I would look forward personal, to that. So I don't know if you'll get that this week, you know. Well, that's true, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're starting all your Saints in this matchup, and you know, hoping for the best. Even Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, is that a guy you guys might start? Yeah, he, he's. Yeah. He's brinking there. He's he's a nice little flex two option, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I think yeah, he's I, I think he's close. Obviously, roster construction plays, but um, I wouldn't mind a guy in this offense who's getting eight nine targets a week. Um, Drew Brees, man, I haven't seen it this year. I, I've actually, you know, I, I'm, I look at Drew Brees in tape, and I'm I'm trying to see if there's a diminishing as he goes mm-hmm. through the year. Seems like he's amping up this year. He's revving up. So I don't, I, you know, I, I've seen it the past couple of years where it's mm-hmm. come in like, eh, is he able to make all the throws? Seems like he had every throw in the book uh, the other day. So, oh, and Brad, real quick, man, I saw you had a sneaky little waiver at a Taysom Hill. He's listed as a, the tight end position, you know, and uh, the way he's playing, just getting into the game and scoring RB, points. Quarterback <laughs> by committee. Last you know? episode. A little crazy. We were talking about tight end at waiver ads, and I started talking yeah. about him, and I think you guys thought I was talking about quarterbacks. And I'm like, I almost thought you were joking because I was like, wait, what? And then, yeah, then I was like, oh, he is listed as a tight end. So that might be a sneaky play down the stretch, bro. Throw him in your lineup. Dude, if he starts playing as a quarterback and I get two quarterbacks, holy shit, I found my super flex. <laughs> super flex. That's fucking hmm. crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like we were talking about with uh, Curtis Samuel, I don't know what the criteria is for ESPN to list him. I, I think I, listing Taysom Hill as a tight end is a little ass backwards, honestly. Marquise Colston, his first year, was listed as a tight end. Really? Yep. I did not recall that. That's pretty crazy, bro. All right, Brad. Uh, Both played for the think- Saints. FYI. 
I think it's an you, organizational tag. You made a connection, bro. That's nice. Oh, remember, <laughs> and remember, the Saints were also the same team. Uh, they was like it was a big contract situation with Jimmy Graham because they wanted they were like, no, nah, you're a tight end, bro. Like, mm. but he wanted to get he wanted to get paid like as a wide receiver because they pretty oh. much just used him as a wide receiver. But no, nah, you're a tight end. <laughs> Imagine if that guy retired as a saint with Drew Brees this whole time. He'd be in fucking oh, every fucking record book, dude. Unbelievable. That's crazy. All right, Brad, let me throw let me toss this game your way, bro. Uh the Seahawks are going into LA to the new stadium, SoFi Stadium, to play those LA Rams and divisional matchup, NFC West. So you know these guys are familiar with each other. Well, probably going to be a tight game, uh, I would guess. But, you know, is Russ going to get get back to cooking, man? He had a little bit of a, oh, a rough outing for Russ for his standard last week. I'm sure you had some uh, talks around the dinner table, bro. Yeah, I mean, we you know, we sat there, we talked, and he, he <laughs> Was knows. Was it an all-nighter? No, I mean, everyone's got to get their sleep. We never pull all-nighters. You should know that. But, I mean, we talked, and he knows he made mistakes. And, you know, he's a smart guy, so nothing actually needed to be said. He knew everything, so that's always nice when you deal with he's a guy that like Russ. guy, man. That's yeah, I mean, you just give him a look, and he's like, I know, I know. And he'll go through everything. So, like, yeah, it's great about him. So, I actually do think it's going to be a super big bounce-back week for him. Uh, even if they kind of get after him, I feel like he's going to escape the pressure and just get some rush yards. I do feel like the Seattle defense, as bad as they are, the Rams offense, they can kind of compete with them. They can kind of get a little pressure, and we've all seen what happens to Goff when he gets a little pressure. So I feel like they're going to rattle with him, and he, he's not going to be as effective as he has been. So it will turn a little more lopsided than we think it would be. So I did think uh, Seattle coming off the loss will uh, bounce back and win quite handsomely. Quite handsomely. Quite handsomely. Quite. Quite. Uh, I think this is more of just a shootout game. I don't think the Seattle defense has anything for what the Rams have oh, to offer. Man. I think I think Sean McVay's licking his chops to come after this defense. To be honest with you, uh, I think I think he'll see him. He'll be happy to have Daryl Henderson back. He'll be mm-hmm. happy to be. I think he's going to be at full force with all of his weapons. Higby's back out there. Everett, they're all ready to rock. So. Um, I'd be scared if I was a Seattle team. They're they're not going to be able to do anything with that. I, sure. I think he's going to get nice and nice and creative, get him off balance, and and take advantage of them. Run the ball down their throat, be able to throw the ball, do it all. So, but I do think Russ is going to be fucking fine tuned for this game and make mm-hmm. sure they're going to win the game though. Okay. So I just think a lot of point. I think a lot of points get scored. Yeah, I can see it going that way, man, because like you said, dude, Seattle's defense is just their Achilles heel. I mean, the rest of their team looks so good, like on all levels on the offense, and the defense is just not able to, you know, really. I mean, it's going to come down to Russ being the magic man almost every week unless they can get their defense turned around. Yeah, I mean, one thing I did want to mention was um, I I think Ty Lockett is going to end up with some Jalen Ramsey coverage here. Mm. Um, when it comes to that side of the ball. So, well, Brad, hold on. I know you're getting excited over there, but I think that that's going to come to play because I think they're going to double team DK here in this situation. So, that's fine. you know, just beware. I think, I, I think that's what we'll see. Um, I, I think the Jalen Ramsey treatment is coming Ty Lockett's way this weekend. That's fine. I'd rather double, 
double treatment than Jalen Ramsey. He's physical. He's going to get up there. I know DK is more physical, but he's not used to people being physical with him. So I feel like that would kind of get in his throw his little game off where two people all day just swim moves, get past, jump high, make catches. Mm. <laughs> all right, Brad. Were you getting excited over there because I mentioned Chubb earlier or was it just a general level of excitement? I mean, I've been excited for a while. <laughs> Work way past uh, Chubb, buddy. He's been wait, He's been waiting we're for talking. this chubby for a long time. Yeah, we're talking DK. Oh, now. that's where I was going with it. All right. We're talking DK now, buddy. Only Finally winner. came in. <laughs> DK. All right. Uh, next game, up, guys. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago. It's a Monday night football game. So, want to talk about this one. And, you know, we'll be uh, popping on here Monday night. And,. I could tell you guys what I think we'll be witnessing Monday night. And, you know, I just I, – I feel like I love my Bears, but I feel like the Vikings and the Bears are going in polar opposite directions right now. Uh, I'm not sure that Matt Nagy is going to be able to pull this team together to get a win on Monday Night Football. I like the fact they're at home, but the way Dalvin Cook's playing – and the, the thing about the Vikings is, is kind of what we always said, man. If if Kirk Cousins can limit the mistakes, it's the same thing we always said with Jay Cutler on the Bears. Just limit the mistakes. You know, let your running back, let Dalvin Cook eat, let him do the work, you know, then make smart throws off play action. I mean, this is what I'm seeing the Vikings doing the last few weeks, and I think that's their recipe for success, man. I think they'll probably go in there and beat the Bears. That would be my guess. I think they pull it out. I think the the Vikings are going to come in, do what they do. Um, I do think, you know, the Bears the Bears run deal probably hold up pretty well in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't see Dalvin Cook just carving up this defense. But what I do see is them sticking to the run, utilizing that and hitting a play action here to one or two of those big splash plays in this game. So if I was a Justin Jefferson guy or a Adam Thielen guy, I think I'd be cranking those guys up this weekend because I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. That that defense is going to be so focused in on what Dalvin Cook brings to the table that, that it's going to open up some play action. Nice, nice stuff off of that. Yeah, I think they're going to keep him to a more manageable, like, 100 yards and a touchdown, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Which is so great, like, but, yeah. That's kind of like the floor for Dalvin Cook, you know, 16 <laughs> it is, points. Dude. So, yeah. I do think that uh, – and then, like Rich said, because of that, they're going to be so focused on keeping him contained that it's just mm-hmm. going to open it up. And I see uh, Thielen and Jefferson both, both getting about 100 yards each, if not more. And uh, I say about three touchdowns between them. I don't know how that's all going to get split up, but I think mm-hmm. that uh, it's going to be a nice little aerial attack and a decent little run attack. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a little too much for the Bears to sustain. You Just a quick note, you guys do have a lot of injuries in this game. Looks like David Montgomery's a little iffy to come out of the concussion mm-hmm. protocol. I saw Allen Robinson popped up today um, with something going on with his knee. Um, so that's a tough one. That Allen Robinson one would be big. Um, as it is, they don't have much offense going. So when you lose your best offensive piece, that's not good. Uh, lower end injury. You got Irv Smith 
just mm-hmm. a, just something to look out for. Might make Kyle Rudolph more of a play this week to get Irv Smith off the field. Yeah, and you know, as much as I like the Bears defense and trust them to keep it in the game, it's just this is going to be the running story because. I mean, the, the way that Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, the way Matt Nagy has the offense going, it's just they put too much pressure on the defense, and it's usually just too much unless they get, well, lucky as hell like they did several times earlier in the year. But, yeah, I mean, I'll be pulling for the Bears, but something tells me the Vikings are pulling this one off. And Rich, before we uh, hit our intermission, buddy, uh, one more game I want to get to you before we got some one-hitters and uh, – then, of course, we'll get to our Acapulco Golds, our Kind Buds, our Burnouts. You all know how we do. So, uh, so it was the Sunday night football game, and that's going to be the Ravens going into New England. So this, to me, this is just an overview of the game. I was looking at, like, okay, this is the time to find out if the Patriots are, you know, if they're going to go quietly into the night after their dynasty years or if, you know, if they manage to beat Baltimore, you know, is there still hope in New England? And on the Baltimore side, it's kind of like a prove-it game, right? It's like they have they looked really good last year, then got, you know, beat pretty badly at home in the playoffs. And this year they've been a little, you know, up and down. So I don't know, man. I'm wondering if Baltimore gets a win, I'm going to feel a lot better about their season going forward. I expect Baltimore to win the game. Um, I think – I think um, there's just too much of a talent deficiency here. Mm. You know, it, 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 it is it is one thing, you know, Bill Belichick, I'm sure he gets up for the Ravens games. I'm sure yeah. as they're like, there's almost a rivalry there. He's got um, Jim Harbaugh is going up against. I think, I think he wants to outsmart that type of guy. So um, there is that, but I, I, I just, I just think that talent level is just, too much to overcome in this game. Uh, defensively, they should be able to really just manhandle what the Patriots are trying to do. So um, if it were me, I'd steer clear of most options in this game. I've got Damian Harris. He'll be sitting this week. I'm not I'm not pressing that against uh, the Ravens defense mm. with a little anger behind them. Right, right. Little little steam and a little steam now. So I think they're I think they're ready to start cranking it up a notch. Mm. Yeah, I just don't see how the Patriots have anything that the Ravens, to beat the Ravens, bring anything Mm. like that. I mean, they haven't shown anything besides the Seahawks all year that they have that. Cam is... Yeah, they squeaked that one out against the Jets, but it's, I mean, it just hasn't, it hasn't quite looked uh, fluent in New England for most of the year, man. It's not yeah, – the, the pieces Jets, aren't fitting, and like we've talked about before – yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a division game, so, you, you know, you throw it out the window. But, I mean, I agree. You, I mean, Joe Flacco it's had a Jets. nice day against them. I got, it's the Jets. And these are the Patriots. So. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like – so, I, I don't know, man. It might be time to close the door on that dynasty and – you know, the, the whole New England era if Baltimore comes out here and they might be going into rebuild mode after that, yeah. Maybe Bill Belichick yeah. really is the coach from Varsity Blues, you know? <laughs> We're just trying to gear them all up at the end to go take the field and Cam and everyone's like, dude, what the fuck's this guy talking about? He's like, come on, guys, do your job. Let's go, guys, yeah, do your job. And he just storms out of the locker room and no one follows him. He just <laughs> lost it, man. For real, bro. Yeah, uh, sad. Maybe, 
Maybe uh, Belichick should look into some uh, halftime speeches from the Disney movie zombies. That would be my suggestion. That's a good way to get them yeah. fired up. I just <laughs> picture Tom, ever Brady, that. Tom Brady saying, I don't want your love <laughs> to Bill Belichick. <laughs> That's funny oh, shit. shit. All right, guys. Well, it's about the halfway point, man. So time to kick back, you know, let it all hang out, chill out, and smoke something, man. It's time for that herbal intermission. So, well, what's going on today, guys? Uh, we got anything going over there, Brad? Uh, yeah, man. You saying, you saying it's time to smoke? It's time to I'm smoke. saying it's time to light it up, light it up. It's time to get high, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's do it. So high. Hi. So yeah, well I'll tell you what I have today, Mark. Let me I know. Have, let me guess. Take a guess. What do you think I got? I'm gonna say you got them good old venom extracts. I think that's Ooh, what I've it. learned. You know what? I do. And it's a <laughs> wonderful flavor called lemon brulee. Brulee. Yes. Okay. Is it Delicious from France? Taste. Fuck no, I don't take shit from France. It's, it's, it's a dessert. It's a French dessert. That's the name, but it was made in America. 100% guaranteed. But uh, anyways, so yeah, so it's delicious. It tastes like lemons, gets me really high, and uh, I love it. So um, That's cool, man. Hell yeah. I'm gonna take another you know, speaking of the French, man, I don't know if you guys know this. It's kind of an obscure song, but... There's a local H song called President Forever, and uh, there's a line in there where he's talking about the Statue of Liberty, and he's like, we'll send the fucking statue back to the fucking French. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting song. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I listened to local H back in the day, but I don't I don't recall. Dude, that. they have a pretty big catalog when you get into it. Like They've had uh, okay. 10 fucking albums, man. All pretty good, but you know it's one of those bands where it's like you know some people might just know the the hits or the bigger songs, but I know like all of that shit. Man. One of my favorite. Yeah. Bands. See, I thought they only had about three albums, which oh. I did listen to. I did listen to those three albums pretty extensively, mm. but yeah. I thought they were pretty badass. True, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all the way. All the yeah, way. Yeah, they were. It. They were from. Uh, <laughs> like 20 minutes yeah. from where I grew up, man. So they were kind of the local uh, band, local H for a while. So we'd see them all over the place. And still to this day, man, they come to Arizona. I'm like, Fuck, yeah, we're getting tickets. Yeah. Do you remember growing up, Travis? Uh, he like would always like fuel came out. He's like, dude, listen to fuel. <laughs> He's like, this <laughs> is the best shimmer. band. Yeah, Shimmer, and what was the other one? Yeah, yeah they had another one. Yeah. But, like, he, like, he was, like, his underground band that he, like, kind of, like, discovered. So, man, he was pushing that shit like a salesman. It is, it is a good feeling. Well, especially back in the day. Now it's a lot different. But if you, like, knew about that band before they popped and you'd be like, yo, I was on that shit, man. I knew they were going to get big. Dude, you got to <laughs> listen to this. Like, you got in that guy's truck. He's like, you heard the band Fuel? Well, I'm gonna play you a song. In my hands, in my hands again. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one, dude. That was big. I actually, you know what's funny about that, dude? So at some point, Fuel and their lead singer, uh, they, you know, had a falling out. They split up. You know, this is probably like five, ten years after they were having their hits. 
So they did a little tour, the rest of the band, where they came around to different towns. And they ended up coming out by us, and where they had, like, singers audition for their band. So they went up there, but it was the weirdest thing because we were, like, fired up. Like, let's go check this out. This might be cool. But they kept playing the same song over and over again for each different singer. So it was, like, two hours of that same song over with different people singing it. And we were, like, drinking. We are like, all right, man. This, this is pretty dope, I guess. <laughs> They could play a different song if they want, but <laughs> half an hour in, you're yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. Are you, man? <laughs> this is how they're doing it. They're like, Holy no, shit. be able to sing this one fucking song. That's all we want. <laughs> what the fuck? It's all about the shit. And it was that uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. All that in your that in your hand made. song, whatever it is. It wasn't Shimmer, is the other one. Oh, I think it's called Bleeding in Your Hands or something like that, but. Good song, but yeah, I mean, 14 times in a row, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> song rocks, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now he has fucking nightmares with it. Right. <laughs> Every time it comes out, I'm like triggered. Man. I'm like, I Wakes up in cold sweats and shit. <laughs> I know this jam. <laughs> I must kill the prime minister of Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, Zoolander reference, nice. Dude, you know what's my favorite scene in Zoolander, and I don't know why, but it's when, it's kind of towards the beginning when uh, the, he's driving around with his model friends, and they get in a freak gasoline fight accident. A jitterbug. <laughs> oh my god. That's so ridiculous, dude. Uh, I, I like when he's talking about how he fell in love with her at first sight. He's like, dude, you remember last night when we were like all together and she gave me that look? And he's like, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> that was in between the gangbang between you and the midget, right? And he's right. like, yeah, she gave me that look and then she tickled my toes. I knew it was love at first sight. Oh, That's fucking awesome. That's good shit. That was like, I think that was my favorite scene from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that was one of those, and I think Dodgeball came out, like, the next year, and that's another one that if you watch that one again, you're just, like, fucking great, man. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh... All right, guys. Well, let's uh, wrap that one up, man. We've smoked a little something, got after it, talked about some funny movie quotes, and uh, time to get to some one-hitters, and then, uh, you know, our picks I, for who's going to... i got to cut you off real quick. You just made me laugh hard. Right. How many oh, people do you think actually got a wrench thrown at them because of that movie? You know, dude, you can dodge a wrench, and you wrench. This ball. And so it's like, dude, I, what the fuck, man? You just threw a wrench at me. Like, no one thought it was funny, the guy that got the wrench thrown at him, but in the movie, it's yeah. hilarious, you know? Oh, that's so good, dude. <laughs> so and many the guy people tried to pull that off, and it just didn't work Patches out. O'Houlihan. <laughs> so that's funny. All right, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, that's all good, man. But yeah, I was just going to say, man, we'll, we'll wrap that up. And, you know, we got some other stuff to get to here. And, you know, some of uh, our one hitters and then who we think is going to pop off this weekend on the Buds side and who we think might uh, take a little step back and might be somebody, you know, to, to leave on the bench this weekend. So, or not even leave on the bench necessarily, but, you know, when we throw out the burnout to somebody we're expecting to, you know, underperform as they're projected. So, 
On these one-hitters, guys, uh, real quick, Washington at Detroit. Talk about this game. Brad, tell me something. I don't know, man. I really like the way Washington's defense trending. I think now that they got Alex Smith back, I think the whole team's kind of rallied behind him. So I think they're going to be playing a lot better. And I think they're going to kind of take Stafford out of the game and just kind of take control. I do think it'll be kind of more low-scoring game, kind Mm -hmm. of long-scoring drives. but. I do think Washington will pull this one out. I'll one-hit it for you. I'll one-hit it. Alex Smith, with a week of preparation, should be freaking pretty decent, I think. Yeah. Good spot for him. Anytime you're playing the Detroit defense, you're in a good spot. And and on the offensive side for Detroit, man, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay, it looks like he might play. Uh, I don't think I'll be trusting him as second injury of the year and – uh, I don't know, man. Tough, tough to monitor that situation with, you know, how much trust can you put in the guy uh, after getting banged up? Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. And next up on the list, the Eagles and the Giants. And, uh, you know, I've noticed something about these Eagles, Rich. They're starting to get healthy. So if they're getting healthy, Carson Wentz is having some healthy receivers and tight ends. Uh, you know, the their defense has been pretty solid this year. I would expect Philly to maybe – Go on a little run here and, and start playing a little better. That's where I'm at with it. I think they finally get healthy. That's what I had for my hit. They Miles get healthy. Sanders, they get Sanders, two linemen, uh, Alshon Godair. Jeffrey, Jalen Rager. Godair came back the, uh, the week before the bye. That was, that um, but was I, think you, I think you – Yeah, now he's, he's working back. his way back. Now he – guess who's back? Godair's <laughs> back. Good game. <laughs> Tell your friends. All right, next one. Uh, (laughs) We got the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, This game's in Las Vegas. You know, these are two teams. uh, I don't don't even know how to, you know, pick what what they're going to do in any given given Sunday. They're a little (laughs) perplexing. I think they're both kind of good, but then I think they're both kind of bad at the same time. So where you come out, Brad? Um, yeah, I mean, I like the Broncos. I like Drew Locke. I kind of like their offensive pieces when they're there. I think the defense plays, you know, for all the injuries they've had, they still play really tough. And I like the Raiders. I mean, I think their offense with Josh Jacobs and Booker in the backfield. And, you know, you got all those, you know, speedy wide receivers with Derek Carr throwing it to them. And then obviously my man, man Waller catching the ball. You know, his hefty 10 targets a game is always nice. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like this is going to be a shootout, but I kind of feel like the defenses are going to step up. So, I could see it being a 2017 or, a, you know, a 32-28 type game. So You notice, you notice Brad has Darren Waller on his team. Mm-hmm. So, when we talked about that Taysom Hill thing earlier, mm-hmm. what, it, what it really was is Brad was so – caught up that somebody else was going to get Taysom Hill that he had to go get him and block him because he's that's right I don't think there's I don't I don't think there's really much of a chance that you're starting Taysom Hill over Darren Waller no but unless playing offense by playing defense on the waiver wire there bro yes triangle bitch Phil Jackson triangle You ever heard of the triangle offense? (laughs) It was pretty successful for six (laughs) championships in eight years, no doubt. No, but honestly, Toby drove me to make that 
decision. Because Toby's oh. in there with Tanya. See? Tanya. And he's sitting there with three Packers. So he Tanya ain't happy. And Ingram. Ingram. Mm-hmm. And then Taysom Hill. What if Taysom Hill goes off and gets 20 points like a quarterback every week? Toby plugs him in. Problem solved. I already fixed the rest of his team. And now I let that guy slip <laughs> through the cracks and totally fix his team. So I said, fuck that. I'll waste one of my last fu- waiver moves that I can. It was either, you know, go pick a guy that's not playing in the NFL or go pick up Taysom Hill. So I said, go Taysom But Hill. hey, uh, go pick up a guy who's not playing in the NFL. It's that's about awesome. the time right now. Calvin Johnson, maybe? Do I don't know. Last year was Gronk, so who knows who it would be this year. I think Megatron might be on your radar. I don't know. Yeah. He's only been retired like four years or so. Yeah, if Taysom Hill, like, really, you know, like you said, it's interesting with him because the last few years, he's, they've kind of done this routine, right, where he'll come out and he'll come in for a third down and he'll come in. And it was, like, moderately successful. But lately this year, it's been, like, very successful. He's been getting in the end zone. He's catching them. He's probably going to be throwing them, could be running them. So He's running them. He's, uh, yeah, he could be a pretty stellar fantasy weapon, bro. Dude, 20 bucks if their punter really got is. hurt, they've sent out Taysom Hill to go punt the ball. <laughs> 20 bucks. Go kick it, man. He does everything. He, does <laughs> he everything. literally does everything, man. <laughs> all right, pack it up, guys. We are heading on to the last one hitter. Get all the way down there. There should be some shake left at the bottom. And uh, this is going to be the Chargers and the Dolphins. Rich, when you look at this game, I mean, Tua was pretty impressive last week against the Cardinals. You know, I think some of those rookie jitters that he had in the first game might have subsided, and he settled in pretty nicely. You know, I just – I don't know uh, I don't know if I can trust that it's going to continue like that all year. How, what's your feeling on Tua, bro? I'm getting a good feeling about Tua, man. I think he's – I think he's impressive. Uh, it seemed like he had a lot of composure. We were throwing a lot of shit his way, and – just sidesteps it and steps through and mm-hmm. finds a lane. Um, seemed to keep his composure out there. So I like what Tua is bringing to the table. So Tua versus Herbert in this game should be pretty fun. Should be pretty interesting. A couple rookie QBs. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm stoked. That should be a pretty good game. One of those games that you aren't expecting to be good that probably will yeah. end up being pretty good. These teams ball out, man. They're they're yeah. they're good. They're good on both sides of the ball. But you know, and I will say, uh, in the preseason and probably through the season, you know, I just Keenan Allen was never a receiver that I was very high on. I'm high on a lot of things, but not Keenan Allen. But <laughs> you know, uh, he's a pretty good player, man. He's a pretty solid, reliable guy, and I like the fact Steady. that he's been able to, you know, have a nice rapport with a rookie. I mean, I think that's a positive sign. I think Sign of should... a, a, a true number one, yeah. He's a true number one wide receiver in the NFL. And as a fantasy as a fantasy asset, he is a very steady high-end wide receiver too, mm-hmm. I would say. Like you, you can trust you trust him for 12 targets almost. Like he, he gets his targets. Not necessarily getting touchdowns, but he, he's gonna get his targets in about a hundred yards. Sweet. We should do like a bin. You know, we did dollar bins mm-hmm. of wide receivers or running backs who are like number one in their respective teams. But fantasy wise, you just fucking hate them. You never want to start them. <laughs> never want them on their team. Like just I'll leave it off. quite trust it. Yeah. Robert Marquise Woods. Brown. Marquise, Marquise Brown. Brown. Robert Woods. Both good ones. Both good ones. Yeah. Mike Williams. Uh, oh. He's not a number one though. 
Yeah, but he's still you're really good. It's like it's frustrating. Like really good, really good guy. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, the, hey, the, there was a T.Y. Hilton sighting tonight. T.Y. Hilton I saw him catch. Oh, he's in that T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, uh, but we saw him catch some balls tonight. That was that was interesting. Hadn't Did seen, he get the hadn't end seen zone? that much. No, I don't think he got in. Yeah, I, I, I didn't catch it. What was the final yeah. score of that game? Uh, I forgot. Thirty-four seventeen. 34, 17, 51 points. <laughs> definitely, definitely 51 points. Definitely. You did the math. All right. Sweet, guys. Let's uh, roll into these burnouts. Uh, you know, like we said, this is guys we've been projecting to maybe, you know, underperform this weekend. So my first burnout, guys, and uh, this might be a first. I'm not going to pick a individual player because I don't know who the hell is going to be starting, but I'm going to say the Seattle RBs, whoever they throw in there, whether it's DJ Dallas, Chris Carson, Travis uh, Homer, or Carlos Hyde at this point, if he's healthy. I just feel like going into L.A. against that Rams defense, going to be tough sledding. So that's a situation I would try to avoid. Dude, that's so funny. I, I literally I literally had Seattle RBs written down because <laughs> I, I don't know who's playing, but I think yeah, that's a tough matchup. But sure. then I ended up I, – I scratched it out and I wrote um, Ty Lockett because I did kind of narrow it down and find that thing about I think he's going to end up with uh, Ramsey on him. So I think that's that's my dud out of there, my burnout. Mm. What you got for me, Brad? I'm going to save it for the last one, so I'm just going to give you – I got like a, a sizzling burnout. If you will, oh. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with James Robinson. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, I think what's going to happen is Rich has kind of like kind of ingrained this in my head lately. Game script, and so mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen is they're going to pass and they're going to get ahead, and it's going to kind of take away the run game. He's going to catch a couple of balls here or there, but you know I don't think he's going to get in the end zone, and he's not going to get a ton of usage. So. Because of that, that's going to drop his fantasy value. Okay. Okay. I see where you lean with that. I got you. I see your point. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, James Robinson was actually uh, on my honorable mention because I was thinking the same thing uh, for that game, Brad. But I ended up bumping Teddy Bridgewater into that spot. And, man, it's like I, I really want to trust Bridgewater. I think he, he could prove me wrong. He could have a good game. But – I do feel like the Bucks D is going to come to play. They're a little embarrassed. They're a better defense than what they showed against the Saints on Sunday night. So that's one that uh, I'm kind of projecting. Maybe they get a strip sack fumble or force Bridgewater into some, you know, unforced errors. And I uh, coordinate a little bit with that, I guess. And I have Mike Davis because I think Tampa Bay's run defense has always been stout. Mm. Um, I think it all ties together. I think this is a game that Tampa Bay will – will come and dominate the game and, and force the issue. So I think I think you're right. I think they're it could get ugly on that side, but um you know, you know, that's that's kinda how I see it. I see Mike Davis having a little struggle. Nice. Uh Brad, who you got for your second burnout? I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs. Ooh. I mean Denver defense has always played pretty tough against the run. So, and they're starting to use a little more usage with Booker. I feel like, you know, he's dinged up. He's just not getting as well. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to have an awful game or, you know, a zero, but, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 points, you know, you're looking, you're running back number one. That's definitely not a great game, but 
you can it doesn't you know it's not awful but mm-hmm. i kind of yeah and I, out of those guys i i think you were spot on uh you know, I think it was probably several weeks ago now, but you were just picking up that it seems like Josh Jacobs just has a lingering injury that he's just not quite a hundred, and I think it's coming to fruition, man. Because and it sucks. I I hate even having that guy on my burnout list because I think he's such a good running back, but I Dude, I do feel like so he's tough. dealing with something. It, 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 it like hinders him because he can mm-hmm. play through the injury, but he's only playing at like eighty five percent. So it's like great because he's always out there, but it's like great you're only eighty five percent. So. Yep. You're like Todd Gurley. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's not even – it's not a joke. It's true. Uh, he's, uh, my last burnout, man, and this – I mean, I guess this is easy pickings, but it's a little rough to see it go like this. I just think it's Cam Newton, man. I, I just, At first I thought this could be a really good fit in New England, and it's just not really playing out that way, so. Uh, one of these where I'm just seeing up against the Baltimore defense, Cam is going to have his struggles once again. It's easy pickings right oh. there, man. He Cam. called it. He called it out. I know. He said it was. He said it was before he said it. <laughs> easy. My face going to be sizzling next to that one. Oh, okay. Well, I got. I got. Um, he's kind of a no-name guy. Um, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, never uh, heard of him. I have him. I have him as a burnout. <laughs> but you know, I mean, this is. This is when you go from, you know, this is a guy who's scoring 36, 46 points. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he comes down to earth and he scores, you know, 13 points this week, that's him burning out. Yep. So, yep. but I mean, that's him coming all the way back down to earth. I think he, I think he has that floor, but we'll, we're going to see what his floor is about. It'll probably be around 12, 13 points this week. All right, guys. Well, let's flip the script. Uh, did everybody give three? Did you give a yeah. four one? Well, I had my sizzling oh, no. pick. Oh yeah, what's your sizzling? Oh, one, oh, oh, oh. I always want to. I always want to go one more before we're done, man. Literally, what you what you got? It. it was Dalvin Cook. You oh, son of a bitch! No way! Sizzling. Yeah. <laughs> you right. said Dalvin Cook is like you son of a bitch. I had no idea, dude. That's awesome. That sounds like I, you I think concur. I literally bro. think that's all they're gonna do is concentrate. On stopping Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, yeah. and so what that's going to do yeah. is, unfortunately, I'm going against Justin Jefferson and I'm dealing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're going to get 300 yards between them and three touchdowns. I don't know how it'll divvy up. You know, one could get 225 and 75, or you know, 150, 150, mm-hmm. but there'll be a lot to lot to go around. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Bears' pass defense is pretty good, but I, yeah, I, th- I can see this game getting away from man. It just depends. I mean, if Kirk Cousins starts going out there and Having one of those mistake-prone games, the the script could get flipped real quick. But all right, guys, let's switch on to the positive note and who we think is going to just tear it up this weekend. These are the kind buds, and of course, we'll top it off with the Acapulco Gold. It's the little star on top of the Christmas tree. But my first guy on the buds, guys, uh, let's go with Josh Allen, man. I mean, I just expect a lot of points. I think he's been on a lot of our buds lists many times this year, and he's usually come through. He's having that kind of year. So I think Josh Allen, hopefully the Cardinals win, but uh, I think Josh Allen will do well. Well, guess what, Brad? Guess what happens sometimes? Sometimes people beat you to the punch because I have Josh Allen on my list too. Ditto. We're on on the same wavelength right now. (laughs) 
I don't want it to happen, but it's probably going to happen. I have to accept reality. What I've been mentally focusing on is Kyler Murray's got to bring it too. He's got to bring it on their side. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I hope he, I hope he himself is a bud. Yeah, it'd be easy to throw him on the list as well. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got, Brad? Uh-uh. Well, honestly, it saddens me because I miss him dearly, Devonte Adams. Mm. Yeah. But he's going to get probably about 12, I think up to 12 receptions for about 133 yards and a touchdown, something, maybe two. <laughs> you sound really sad when you were saying that, man. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> like you just going to cry, man. <laughs> I missed him, man. One or two touchdowns. I him. You could tell Brad's literally reminiscing as we speak, man, of the times that he had Devontae on his roster. But yeah. hey, uh, this, this I should have bought him week, flowers, man. man. When it all comes full hand. circle and and Chubb gets back out there for you, and uh, it's it's all good, man. All right, uh, another bud. I got. You know, I'm gonna. Set my cup down, take a step back, and stop drinking the haterade on Keenan Allen and say, hey, man, I've seen enough this year and his establishment with a rook. We just mentioned him a little bit ago, but that's a guy I'm throwing on my buds. I uh, expect Keenan Allen to play pretty well in Miami and probably get in the end zone. Interessante. Okay. Um, are we, we're doing two two buds, right? Two, two buds, buds and, and then the, the cherry on top, bro. Okay, so cherry. Okay, so my other bud, I went with a wide receiver this week too. Interesting. We all went with a wide receiver guys. Uh, I got my guy Terry McLaurin mm. um, up against the Lions. He's facing either Jeff Okuda, who has been highly underperforming as a rookie, yeah. as or the third Jeff- overall pick. Yeah, I mean he he looks like a rookie. I think he's got talent, and he'll mm. get there. But he's getting burned a lot, so. Um, he's he's going to see single coverage from either Jeff Okuda or Desmond Trufant, who are mm. both really underperforming right now. So he's going to beat them. He's going to beat either or of them. So yeah, I'm this is to prospects. this is kind of the situation you've been waiting for with McClure and Rich. Like, I mean, you've been pushing for Alex Smith to get in there all year, and the yeah stars with finally the- aligned. You know, unfortunately, it's through injury, and everyone like to see that. But I mean. He's a guy who's worked his way back, and he's always been a quality quarterback when he's been healthy, man. He can deliver the football mm-hmm. in time. That's what that's what Terry McLaurin is actually needing is somebody to get it to him in rhythm. It doesn't need to be the deep ball, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Terry McLaurin leads the league in wide receivers at, with yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. So he's got, um, I believe it's – it's either 307 or 367. I lost it here in my notes. Mm-hmm. But um, so if he can get the ball just in rhythm, he can do the rest. I mean, that's kind of the point with Terry McLaurin. He, so. He's got the hands, but then he's got the, you know, the juke skills and everything to really break away. Yeah. yeah like I said, I said he's got, once you see it, once he's really out there, you're going to see it more and more. He is like a B. What what he used to be is is what Terry McLaurin is going to be over these next few years. So yeah, there's like the bigger receivers like a DK, you know, like he's he's that kind of guy. Whereas like there's always been Antonio Brown, who's like a little guy, but that that route running is just like where it just like changes everything. Mm. Who you got on your buds, Brad? 
Mr. Tom Brady. Oh, going oh. back to the well. Yep. All right. He's a. You can't. It's just not possible for him to have two bad games like that. <laughs> Divisional game. That. You know they they realized they gave up a big one to the Saints. You know, I just feel like he's going to come back. You know, put up three, four touchdowns, three, three, three hundred fifty yards. So. Nice little game for Mr. Brady. Sweet, man. Well, Rich, uh, I'm going to let you set off the Acapulco Golds, man. Who are you predicting is going to come out on top and have the best fantasy game of the weekend, man? Lay it on me. I got a little bit of a little bit of an underdog, a, a lesser known figure in our community, maybe for the top end of what we're getting out of we- certain given weeks, but I like his prospect this week, so I like Drew Locke. I think he's going to come out and uh, put together a complete game. Mm. You know, he's been, he's been producing in, you know, about a quarter and a half in each of these games. I think what Las Vegas' defense will give up and what this game will give it, lend itself to is a shootout. So I, I, I tend to think Drew Locke's going to f- come out and throw for like four touchdowns, a good 350 yards. Gets a little bit with the feet, too, which I like to see. Sizzling. Oh, yeah. Sizzling. I like that pick, man. A little mm-hmm. a little bit like out of left field, but now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of like that. I think I concur. What you got mm-hmm. for me, bud? Well, Rich, you're going to be happy to hear this one. I had oh, Devontae Adams great. on my list for a reason. Oh, Somebody's really? got to throw him the ball. Who's that? And that's Mr. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> The man with the stash is coming after you. The man with the stash. Yeah. I think he's going to get close. I think he's going to put up about 38 this week. So, And the discount double check belt. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's pretty funny, Brad, because uh, like I said, we're on the same wavelength. Something's going on. Something's in the water tonight. Because right here <laughs> in my Acapulco Gold is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Are you drinking Jeez, iced tea, guys. too? Holy shit, man. Uh, no, it's actually Red Bull and vodka, my usual, but this time I'm keeping on the floor, not on my desk. Because uh, <laughs> mix it up, man. We, we know there's been incidents. Yeah. Really bad, bro. Like, not good at all. A river of Red Bull flooding into my computer is not what we want on any given uh, podcast night. <laughs> but yeah, man, I had Aaron Rodgers on there, bro. I mean, uh, it's just they're playing Jacksonville and he's playing out of his mind right now. So. Uh, I would expect, yeah, him to light it up, bro. I mean, the only the only downside is if they just get up so big, and then you know they're just running the ball, or they unfortunately they put the backup in and the five minutes left in the fourth or something stupid. But they'll have four. I think that's the way. I think that's the way it could go. You know, he could come out and get you know a solid effort. You know, twenty two to twenty five points. And then be pulled. You know, Aaron Jones has a couple touchdowns. He's got three touchdowns and 300 yards. He gets pulled. We're, we're well ahead. And, and yeah, the day is over. I think there's going to be a few more games like that. where They already did it in that last game. Everybody was just over there on the freaking sideline just just bullshitting and having a grand old time. So, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that can happen. I think that can happen with this team. They're going to outscore a lot of people a lot. Sweet, man. Well, hell yeah, guys. That wraps it up. We're heading into week 10. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to actually, I think we're running a little uh, test 
testies, testies, one, two, three, a little test on some video, Rich, and maybe get some fans, uh, some video of us guys fucking around, uh, screwing around on the pod here. That might be interesting. So you we're going to do that after we screwing around in the same sentence. Yeah. He did. He really laid it out. <laughs> I'm there. all over the map tonight, Brad. What do you want to say? <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, we're going to do that. And, uh, in the meantime, you know, if, if we manage to get some video out, that'd be cool. But in the meantime, we encourage everybody to check us out on our social media feeds and everything like that. We try to keep some, uh, interesting stuff up there. Rich, I saw you posted something, uh, with a comparison of DK Metcalf and, uh, D hop, you know, kind of how their seasons are playing out. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I. I didn't uh, didn't get a reply. I saw you saw that. You didn't get a reply. Brad, you didn't even see it. What's up with that? <laughs> I didn't even What's see up it. with that? What's up with that? I so what do you got, it. though? Who do you got? Who do you got? Between DK. D-Hop and DK? Oh, DK. Yeah. I mean, close. DK, right? He does sit around the breakfast table every morning with him. It's not even close, man. <laughs> what about you, Mark? You, you think it's DK, right? Oh, man. Rest of the season, who would be, who would I, who would I rather have more? Is that the question, or who do I think is going to be the better receiver? Well, I mean, you you would want the better receiver, yeah, right? the better fantasy <laughs> play. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, it's it's just a tough call. I'm struggling with it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna lean toward D Hop, dude. I, the way Kyler's playing, uh, D Hop's, you know, had a little little couple down weeks, but that guy can explode at any moment. So, uh. That might be my play. But DK, I mean, he's solid all the way around. So it's a tough call. I think it's close. I, I do think it's closer than Brad thinks it is. But mm. I, I think I still lean towards DK. They're, yeah. they're... Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, too. So that... I also think they have like too. less yeah. options, too. In, in Seattle, when you go down the roster, there's less good options. Like, not that their their receivers aren't great or anything, but when you go from DK to Tyler Lockett and then behind it, it's like David Moore and then, like, their tight ends. Whereas, like, in Arizona, you've got Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, you know, uh, oh, Andy Isabella, all, all, the, all the weapons. I think there's more weapons to go around behind it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's more consolidated in Seattle. Yeah, I think in the last, like, what, seven games prior, he was averaging about four receptions a game. And in the last two games, he's had DK. In the last Mm -hmm. two games, he's had 19 receptions. So I think Russ and him have really, like, found that click. And he's just like, hey, man, I'm going to throw to you. And he's like, cool, I got you. And she's like, all right, Mm -hmm. fuck it. And he throws it to him, and he's like, I got you. I mean that's that's stacky yours, man. Like mm-hmm. that that could be that could be. I mean, don't get me wrong. The rest of your team is is yeah. pretty fucking brilliant. We went over it before, but that stack, I, I would be I would be curious how many people who are who are sitting out there with that stack are mm-hmm. in like the driver's seat in their right. in their leagues because of because of how potent that is. Russell Wilson to DK, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad. I mean that that to me, you know. Not trying to jinx nothing or anything, but that's the type of stack. I look at that. That's like a league winner, man. Like you got those two guys, barring injuries or any other type of bullshit, man. The way they're playing and clicking, dude. It's it's off the chain right now, bro. Yeah, it's scary to think you can get like forty to sixty. Count forty to sixty from two guys. But I do 
believe that Kyler and D Hop could also like approach that type of level, you know, depending how things play out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's, uh, yeah, I think we should, uh, call it a night, at least on, uh, this, uh, squad cast session here and wrap let's it all up. Yeah. Well, after show. After show. A little talking dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? Chris something? Oh yeah, the host guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all those little uh, post post show recaps. So that's sweet. Yeah, right? dude. <laughs> so, so make sure everybody tuning in. Uh, catch this episode on Friday, and then we'll be back at it uh, Monday Night Football. So look for us then on the Organic Football Podcast. Hasta luego. I wrote those down.